Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh, oh, oh, it's Keith. It is so good to be together today. Yeah. This yeah. fine day for a fine podcast. A nice one. Yes. We're going to cast our pods all over <laughs> our backs. Um, I was talking to Dax Shepard. Oh, yeah. That's Just not something everybody says every day. Start out with a little name dropper, Rooney. And uh, we were talking, and he was like, Do you think you want to have kids? And then he's like, Is that a misogynistic question? And I was like, no, I think it's it's like I'm at that age you might want to ask. Like, it's misogynistic to ask, like, can I shoot my kids all over your eyelids? <laughs> you know? But I don't think a, I don't think asking someone if they want, you know, are interested a, in having children is misogynistic. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> and, how, do you, how do you know if you don't ask? That's yeah. true. That is true. Smart, Kev. It's about the work. It's about the work. Uh, What did you want to talk about today? I wanted to talk about fears because, you know, putting yourself out there on a podcast is kind of a scary thing and it can bring up your fears, the realistic ones for, you know, actual danger or just straight up projection in your head. So I wanted to talk about our, our worst fears. What do you guys think? I'm, I have, like, a lot, just your basics, you know, the fear of the dark and all that stuff. But um, The basics for a toddler? Or? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but I have a new one. Last night I was on the bus. I was coming home from the beach. And I have a, even as a, as a diamond, as long as we're talking about being oh, a diamond. Okay, member, here no, we go. I was on a, on a bus, right? And, and I really have a fear that I'm going to snap during travel because I'm usually very level and and, and, mm-hmm. and I don't get excited about much. But somebody, you know, like recline their seat or something like that. And it seems like everybody should be able to do it. So, right. You're scared you're going to lose it. I got a little heated. I, w- I did an audible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. And, you was on a bus. I was on a bus. I was taking the jitney what? back from the beach. Oh. What's a jitney? Like, jitney really? Is, I guess like it's like a smaller with like a boutique bus. Yeah. <laughs> The Jitney is a greyhound that they call the Jitney, no? Is it nicer than that? Well, I took the Hapton Luxury Liner. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said a Jitney. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, privilege. I'm sorry, class. Are you class? (laughs) I didn't know Bridget was so classy. Oh, it's very classy, very classy. Listen, people don't take a shit on a Jitney, but people dump it up on a greyhound. Oh, I'll take a shit on a Jitney. (laughs) I just feel like I've been, I feel like I've just been challenged. Let's do this podcast live for me taking it down. <laughs> right. We just got to one of my bigger fears. <laughs> oh, public, public pooping? Public dumps? Yeah, or buses where somebody would do that. I'm there with was you a- on that with the dumping in public. I don't do it. I never did it. How do you, but what do you I've do? I never, nah, I'll poop my pants. <laughs> no, no. Come on. I do not have a fear of that. I'll sit right on the seat. What? If I see uh, like a little pee, I'll just try and avoid it. But I'll still just <laughs> plan it. Plan it right on the seat and drop heat wherever yeah, I am. In, in some ways it feels better, I think, to do it in public. We're talking about fears this episode, but it does feel like we need to follow the river and yeah. the organic nature. And I, I would talk about sort of the least convenient time you ever had to poop or did poop. And I would like to go first. <laughs> I started Lexapro. Oh. Yeah, because it helps your skin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this is years ago, and I was in Boston, and Colin Quinn and my sister and I were walking along the water, and all of a sudden I was like, 
Oh boy. Cause when you go on a new medication, like sometimes it messes with your intestines. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. And there wasn't a bathroom for like 20 minutes. And Colin talked me off a ledge. Like we're walking, he's, he's walking me through breathing exercises <laughs> until I could get to the Mandarin Oriental go into the bathroom and, and you Do know, it. leave my own sort of statement in that bathroom. I, I remember walking you through a similar situation over the phone oh, wow. when you were in Texas. No, that time I did shit my pants. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I no, I called you and I told you because the night before I had, I ate at a place called Outlaws. <laughs> barbecue, which, you know, you do the math. Um, but yes, I did shit myself on a long walk in Austin where I had to walk for 20 minutes with a good amount of poop in my... You had enough time for a couple phone calls because I heard, I heard from you I that day. I did call my Texas. <laughs> I did. I called all my best friends. Yeah. I, I called my the family. the Texas shitting. I remember that yeah. very well. I wanted everybody involved it's in Texas that. Texas shitting. <laughs> and then, Kev, you go, don't talk about this on stage. And I go, I won't. And the first thing I said that night was like, <laughs> I shit myself today. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking that the sort of pooping topic would get everybody to sort of Jump in like wildfire, but I'm I'm feeling a lot of resistance. So, so I just always I was like I have diarrhea. What's so fun about that? When you get to be 46 and you drink wine like I do, you got no choice left. First of all, you look like a baby. Thank you so much. You are. I want to get you a little rattle. Um, so, I'm also uh, scared yeah. of uh, living in squalor. Because uh, and what is squalor to you? Like when you picture that, like you... Grey Gardens, like those two broads, just li- like living in absolute filth. Because I'm just like not a woman in that way, where I know how to make things look proper. That you hurts know? my feelings, Rach, because that is our destiny, and you do know that. <laughs> and to think that I'll be so happy then, and you'll be looking to get out, really troubles me. I'm gonna live in the pool I house. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just in I... the pool house. I've had this reoccurring nightmare. <laughs> Christ. No, this is this real stuff though, and this is through the, through the years that I I had to move back into Passion Projects, and that's what a are rare, the projects called? Passion. You know what Passion Projects is? Mm-hmm. So I had a reoccurring that that was that I mean through the years I've been out of there for a while, but every like so often I have the dream that I'm back that in you're Pashunk. back in there. And what do you picture when you picture that? Well, well, when I picture Passion, I, I remember we had a turtle. And the next door neighbor stole a turtle and made turtle soup. Oh, oh God. God. What was the turtle's name? <laughs> what, you guys didn't name pets. Wait, no, turtle. did. Turtle. Yeah, with turtle. Yeah, yeah, that's it, buddy. Yeah. So, but that, that's what I, I see the turtle. And, you know, I have this reoccurring thing that I'm back in past show. Yeah. I yeah. have that about waiting tables. I guess it's sort of like about you just think that, like, any moment it can all go away. Maybe or it's, and you're just, it, yeah. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not. I'm not trying to relate to your childhood, and Keith. I can't do that. No, I, I know, I, I don't. I know exactly what you mean because I'm always afraid of being refired because I've been fired from everything. I'm afraid oh, of like yeah. another firing. Just yeah, and yeah. just oh, I, I got a new fear. I think it's a real one though. What's up? My real fear right now is that the Russians are going to shut down our power grid. Whoa. Exciting. <laughs> no, I think it's... I kind of like that. We got to get some candles. We'll go I, to Yankee Candle today. I think it, No, I think it's really true. So I've started like sucking away a little cash because people are like, cash is king. You're going to need cash. You're going to need water. You are wearing three gold chains today. <laughs> are you putting all your money into Bitcoin I'm, I'm, and gold? I'm keeping my money around my neck. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that is scary. <laughs> but if you, but if, you, if you Google it, it's not like totally not... 
reasonable. This no, could nothing happen. sounds crazy anymore. It's like, like that got, doesn't sound like, whoa, come on. It's like, okay, yeah. This is the most scared I've yeah. ever been was I was at backstage at a, at a concert, uh-huh. 88, 87. Yeah. Mike Tyson walked past me and it was like, I was like frozen. I'm yeah. not, you know, usually I'll, I'll fight anybody. But Mike Tyson <laughs> ran, walked past me yeah. and it was like. You ran cold. I was fr- uh, yeah, I couldn't move. I was like, oh. Ugh. Yeah, he has a different kind of energy. Yeah, it was like, ah, that's the scaredest I've, I've ever been. Wow, okay. Actually, maybe one of the times I was the scaredest I've ever been was doing a roast and uh, and, and trashing Mike Tyson to his, to his <laughs> oh tattooed face. He was interrupting me, and I, you know, he's tough to understand. And I was like, is his interpreter here? Like, I was really trying to act confident, but I was just shitting myself. Oh. A lot of our worst fears are Mike Tyson. But the fear, one of my biggest fears is like driving in the car and a bee is in there. And somehow <laughs> a bee gets in there. I mean, just shot coffee out of my nose. <laughs> no, because I've... Kevin, can you order some bees? Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got out of the car while I was moving, basically, when a bee is in there. Are you allergic to bees? I just, no, I just... You're probably really, allergic to oncoming traffic, so maybe No, stay. I'm just like, I get... I mean, that is really a thing. I get, I go nuts. Yeah. Have you ever I, been stung? Yes, but I'm calm and every... Like, I had a stroke, and I drove to Philly, back from Philly to what? But to get a bee in a That's car... That's not calm, that's psychotic. That's like, yeah, we all know you're <laughs> actively Ill. dangerous to others. No. <laughs> Were you a kid that in class, if there was a bee in the classroom, you know, you could raise your hand and say, like, I'm allergic, I have to go in the hall. <laughs> Did you do that? No. We, in my school, we just walk. Oh, okay. Raise your hand. You wouldn't even tell the teacher. Raise your hand. You didn't raise your hand to talk in class? Uh, Hell no. Really? Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. They they didn't have running water back then, so it wasn't like a normal schoolhouse. That's true. You'd run into bees in the outhouse. No, no, that's what it is. Imagine like a kid in like Manila in the Philippines somehow getting his hands on this podcast and he like lives in an outhouse and sleeps on a chicken and he hears that your fear is one bee. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not a chicken. It's not, you know. Just lays down to rest on top of chicken. Is the we are not laughing at third world situations. We <laughs> are laughing at our privilege. It's hysterical. Why is Keith a bad person? Oh, what you gonna do this time? I just want to say in terms of the evolution of this podcast that we've made a real headway with Keith in terms of his relationships. And we won't go into it, but Rachel and I did happen upon him on, no question, a date the other night. And we sat right down and we met a lovely woman. And Keith was very uncomfortable and did not know we would be there. And it was very lovely to meet her. And I hope that I get to meet her again. And this was the first woman that I've seen you let out of the car because usually you make them stay in your car. Just idling. Yeah. The, You're you, in the cellar for hours and you have them sitting in your car. Idling on Manetta Lane. Car. He locks women in hot cars. <laughs> yeah. And I saw one woman come in the club looking, searching, beautiful, lovely, wanting to enjoy the evening with Keith. Hey, oh. why are you here? I told you to Get wait. Get back in the, to car. Be in the car. Like she's an Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> and you were excited all week because he said he was being, of course, weird and shady and like lying, strangely lying. No He's question. Like, I got some shit coming up. I got some stuff, some stuff this weekend. I got to do my thing. It was like a lot of puns I didn't understand. But I, I gathered that there was a woman that was coming to see you. 
Yeah, your worst fear must be a a public relationship. <laughs> no, right? Is that your worst? You may be on to something. By the way, Kevin used to be that way before he was married and babied up. He was shady as hell. Yes. Just busy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slithered around uh, yeah. doing your quiet lying. I found him under a couple rocks. I was telling them a girl who I once dated, I seen her the past Saturday. And before I went on, she said, you know, you were the worst boyfriend I ever had. And that had to go on stage. Yeah. And I bombed on stage for like four straight minutes. Well, I'd like to buy her a five-star <laughs> meal at Rose. Is there an applause for anything close to an applause? Like just, yay. Can we get that sound effect? Yay. I just, I'd like to shake her can hand. We can we knight people? Is it possible? Wait, is this the girl that we met? Power? No. No, this is... One of the hidden ones, one of the many no, ones. No, she wasn't a hidden one, but I, but she... Did on. you ever say you were sorry? <laughs> I know, that seems like an insane question. You, you never say you're sorry. You apologize. Dumbest piece of advice. You apologize. You apologize. <laughs> Absolutely no difference. What an difference. annoying <laughs> uh, walk us specification. Through that. Walk us through that. <laughs> walk you through it. You said I apologize. Yeah, I said, you know, but I said I'm sorry for I, you know. Yeah. So you did, so you did say I'm sorry. <laughs> I was pretty bad. Yeah, no, because she ran through it. I'm like, no more. She, I'm like, uh. They're what like, a- come to the stage, Keith Robinson. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you never made me come. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, how's everybody doing tonight? What else is oh, going I on? I took a good bomb. Why don't we get Kenny on here? Yeah. Kenny. We got Club Soda Kenny on the podcast. Don't Kenny. run, Kenny. Kenny's Kenny, running. please don't run. If, you, if you've never seen Kenny, he, he reigns about seven foot nine and is actually a body double for Lurch <laughs> in Adam's family. Is that fair to say, Kenny? That's one of my better credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Kenny. so guys, Kenny is ex-law enforcement who oh, has served as... You didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Keith. He's served as Andrew Dice Clay's bodyguard, Jim Norton's bodyguard, and he's done a lot of security with me over the years as well, which is fun because I used to open for Jim Norton and Kenny was there, and now Kenny works with me a lot of the time. Welcome, Kenny. Thank you for having me on the premiere episode of your second season. Okay, we're definitely not using this as the premiere, okay? Not with that intro. Kenny, thank you so much for being here. No, I'm happy to be here amongst, you know, my peers. We're not at all, <laughs> not at all your peers. I know okay. you had a hectic press schedule today, and the fact that you made this work. <laughs> thank you for carving out time, Kenny. Yes. Mowing your lawn is considered a press schedule. <laughs> I have a landscaper. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Very high end. Thank wow. you. I hope he's not afraid of is <laughs> So I guess you can pay him less. You were thinking of paying him less, yeah, right? Yeah, so, so go ahead. cool. So nothing. No, um, I, I'm very grateful to be in your employment. Oh, well, that's fucking creepy as hell. This is like, for years I was on the road opening for Jim Norton, and I would be sitting in coach, and Kenny and Jim would be in first, and Kenny would come back and wake me up from like a middle coach seat to ask if I wanted his key lime pie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're talking about fears today. And one of my fears is as a, I don't know, a like famous person going out on the road and people having different views than me is I just want to feel safe. You know, you want to be able to, number one, feel safe at work in whatever you do. And uh, Kenny has enabled me to feel safe doing my job, which is 
I didn't I didn't like expect to say anything nice to you today, but I am going to say it to you. But then I also do want to tell everyone that you fell at the Women's March. Now, listen. <laughs> We went down to the Women's March in D.C. And I was like, Kenny, can you please come, like, protect us? And then when we were getting off the train, he he ate shit and fell. And we had to help pick him up. And I was like, this is the guy keeping us safe. It was very embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing for all of us. Was it a two-part fall? No, the train was coming to a stop, and I lost my balance, and I tumbled. (laughs) What a great New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is a great sign. He went right down. It's quite embarrassing when your bodyguard takes a spill. Do you want to pound it, or do you want to pass? Pass. Do you want to pound it, or do you want to pass? Pound it. I'd like to nominate A-Rod. Pound it or pass, guys. Let me tell you what, when he was playing for the Yankees, I didn't always like his attitude. He's a rich man. He was always getting some nice tales, so I figured he was... Didn't he, like, date Cameron Diaz for a while or something? That sounds right. Madonna. Madonna, yeah. He he dated everybody. I don't know. I, f- I like if you've ever seen a baseball player up close and like the in the in the in the in the trunks, their legs, how strong and powerful yeah. they are. Oh, I was just going to say that those thighs. big man thighs. Yeah. I can't get yeah. out I'd of love that. to get power oh, pounded, yes. power pounded by A-Rod and, and maybe while J-Lo is there and then I could just take some like body oil and just sort of put it on her body and let her glow like one. Like, you know, how sometimes she sparkles in her videos. Yeah, she does sparkle. Yeah. So he'll power pound me and I'll just look at her glisten. Wow. Is that too much? It's not yeah. enough. I want more for you guys. I want to know what pets and, are Oh, there. she's also going to braid my hair. Thank you. Wow. This is becoming more about J-Lo than A-Rod, <laughs> I'm noticing. Uh, well, Kev? Whenever anyone says A-Rod's name, I'm, I'm going to think pound it because the first thought in my head is that picture that was in GQ. Did you guys oh, ever I see it? I remember that picture. Where he's making out with himself. Oh, oh God. yeah, Daddy on Daddy. Oh, so just yeah. just a threesome with that image would be. Plus, he's got Rod in his name, you know. Yeah, and not D Rod. It's A. It's <laughs> A A quality. Absolutely, Rod in my. God. Hello, <laughs> hi, and and this is brought to you by Lunchables. Um, Rach, definitely pound it. I like that he likes all a lot of the women he likes. I'm projecting a lot onto him, but they exercise. He's like really into like strong ass women, kind of muscular women and stuff like that. Obviously, just wildly hot women like J Lo. But he mm-hmm. all, he's pretty into like yeah, he's so body inclusive <laughs> with his. But, uh, but but he is into like working out. Like sometimes he'll be into girls that look like a little jacked. I've noticed. You know, mm. like I feel like we'd uh, we'd have a pretty good life together, and I feel like he would make me work out in the mornings. But he's yeah. kind of but yeah, he they work see- out together a lot. Yeah, yeah. You see those pictures, but. He he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would care if you ate a lot, though. You know what I mean? Because he looks like he doesn't look too skinny himself. He looks kind of like he could always be a little drunk. He looks like a like, like tipsy. Like you know he what wouldn't I mean? be yeah. looking over at you, like polishing off a sandwich, like a little like, hey, why don't you leave that right. rest of that? That's nice. I feel like he might scrutinize my plate. I don't know, but I'm, I'm still going to take that power pound. Keith? I'm a pass. <laughs> Shit. A pass. Okay. Uh, Any explanation pass. why? Yeah, he's, he's a cheater. Really? Like how? So were you. Bend over for him. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think he did a, had about what's steroids. Oh, performance enhancement. Performance enhancement. He's cheap. Oh, they I can't cheat with Viagra. I don't know the last time. I don't have he... Viagra. Okay. Cialis. <laughs> you do a performance enhancing weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, uh, I, uh, I'm going to pound it. Okay. And the reason is that there was a rumor years ago that he gave women like a gift bag after. That was Derek Cheater. That was Cheater. 
Do you want to? Oh, you pass. Take back? Okay. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to. And I'd like to book Derek Jeter on this podcast. <laughs> What's your big fear? Just like where you know, in your life now. Well, going. You're an back. 80 year old man. You live. Somewhere in Hoboken, I don't know. I've never yeah. asked you a question, but no. What? What's your going back to the pooping segment? <laughs> Great. Yes. I do live my life through my asshole. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think so, you've got our attention. Oh, we're yeah. gonna put that on a shirt for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I always have to plan my bathroom movements because it's hard sometimes. Bathroom movements. You know, being a you know bodyguard or something, you have to be attentive to your client your principal uh-huh. and you know sometimes you mean like the time we went to see j-lo in las vegas and you straight up left me to go to the bathroom when we got there and i was <laughs> very much harassed I, I didn't have to go to the bathroom i was checking where the bathroom was for you and just getting the lay of the land over the years in law enforcement and protecting people what have you noticed about people's fears is there sort of any fear that everyone shares in general or well speaking from a cop's point of view mm-hmm. a lot of cops you know they try to be macho or, or whatever mm-hmm. and if a cop ever says that he's not scared he's either a liar or a fool okay because fear makes you careful oh good all right and then being a cop a lot of cops have the same recurring nightmare or dream it's like uh, if you're in a situation and you pull your gun out and you pull the trigger and nothing happens that's the like sort of yeah. <laughs> For me, it's an actor not knowing their lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's same. my worst nightmare. No, it's like right. the same. Uh, I have to go on stage and I don't know my lines. Yours is eight. So I don't know what wow. that translates to for people that know about dreams. I think we know that you're shooting blanks. <laughs> no, nah, I got two boys. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Another recurring nightmare is walking up the stairs in a tenement or projects. Mm-hmm. And when you come up to the landing... A, a guy would jump out with a shotgun. Yeah. And then I would wake up. Did, did that happen to you? No. That particular, a knife one time, but never a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And But I would always wake up because I guess they say if you die in your dreams, you really die. Oh, my God. But you would always wake up, so you're not dead right. is what you're saying. Right. Thank you. How many times do you think that you were, you, you were faced with something that could have been a real life or death situation? A, a lot, often. Dangerous car chases, fights couple of gunfights. slowing down. And when that's oh. happening, do you feel afraid or do you just, you sort of, you see white and you just, you're in the moment of what's happening. Right, you're in the moment. You don't think about yeah. it until it's over. Yeah. You yeah. see white. Yeah, I forget that with Pete when he comes home, but he's a fireman, but when he comes home, I'm like rambling about my narcissistic day and I'm like, and then, so our call time was supposed to be nine, but it was earlier. <laughs> uh, it was such a pain. And she didn't buy my do- eyelash curler <laughs> for my life. I'm like, she did, couldn't do my makeup right. Like I told her what to do. Like I tell people, I give them instructions. And, anyway, and then I'm like, oh yeah, your day, your day. And then he's like, yeah, well, we resuscitated this lady in nursing home. And then he's like, yeah, there was a manhole fire. And yeah, and I'm like, like, sorry, I have to take this. It's my agent. (laughs) (laughs) Fire fire is very dangerous. I could be a cop. I wouldn't want to be a fireman. That that would scare me. And yet they love the fires. And when we're on the road, he'll be like, oh, babe, I missed a beautiful job. Look at this gorgeous fire, four floors, Uh, private dwelling. They like, they they want to go to the fires. I I remember the first time I ran into a burning building and you just overcome by the smoke and the heat immediately. Yeah. But you, you had know. lit that building on fire, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, right. When you're guarding Amy, like when you're watching, do you feel like a certain amount of fear? As does that motivate you to like care or watch the crowd? The, the, the thing is, for being a bodyguard and protection and security, is avoidance. There's like uh, a few key things: foresee, position, and prevent. Okay, you this know. sounds like good ways to keep yourself from being sexually assaulted by Keith. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just saying, foresee, uh-huh. hire a bee, present. <laughs> Will you say those again? Will you say those one more time? Foresee, position, prevent. Okay, cool. Can you and, give us an example? Well, the thing is, you set things up so you don't go into a situation blind. For instance, When we're traveling, you reach out to the hotel people, you reach out to the venue people, you get everything set up and everything in place so everything will go smoothly. And we take certain precautions, all right? Everybody goes through a metal detector at the show. We have canines run through there and do a bomb sweep before doors open. Because in today's world, there's too much liability and there's too much craziness going on. So come see us live on the road. (laughs) But you should feel safe going, knowing that that happens. I love that. And it takes a little longer for people to get in, but they know they're safe. (laughs) See, in security, we always plan for the worst and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So you said a bunch of generic shit. Now, what about (laughs) what's the most scared you've ever been? Ooh. I've had my ass kicked a few times as a cop. Do you have any footage of that? Because I'm feeling a little down today. Uh, yeah. No, I remember when I was a, a young rookie walking the beat, uh-huh. and uh, I came up on a car thief, uh-huh. and I didn't have time to call in for a backup or anything, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we just started fighting, and uh, he went for my gun. <gasps> and it's so cool that you and Keith are friends now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So... Man, that's that's deep. He yeah. went for the gun, then what? What happened? I, I had to get some street justice. What you the fuck does that mean? metaphors and tell us specific Street justice. <laughs> well, I, 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 I had to meet force with force and get him under arrest. Do you, okay. do you need a, like a union rep to tell us what really I happened? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the statute of limitations is up, but... I know what but it's got to be tricky when you're in that situation because you're wearing a uniform, so there's an expectation that you're going to handle it a certain way. I mean, not that that's always the way things go anymore, but like, it's not like you're just meeting somebody on the street and really like doing it as you would want to do. You have to think about it yourself as a cop, so it's got to be Well, your tricky. son's in law enforcement, too. Yeah, my, son, my son's on the job, and things are definitely different today. Does he wear a body cam? Yes, he's yeah. worn a body camera since day one, and he wouldn't go out on the street without it because he's actually been exonerated on a few demeanor complaints mm-hmm. because of the cameras. But the problem is... They don't do anything about the people that make the false complaints that have the false narrative. So you can make as many complaints as you want right, without right, any sort right. of... Right, because they don't want to discourage people from making complaints, but... So, Keith, you, you know, Kenny's ex-law enforcement, you've had a couple brushes with the law. Yes. Uh, and in an unjustified I, manner. What, what absolutely. Do you you want to take well, anything out on him? Or? Absolutely. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it may have been you. Yeah. On the way to Star Search, about to go to Star Search, the guy pulled me over. Right, 72 Plymouth Scamp, slant six engine. He pulled me over, it has to go uh, in New York. Yeah, it's, it's good, it's good. And um, he pulled me over and he's like, hey, where you going at? And all this, he said, get out the car. Then he put he put a Coke straw in my car and then pulled it out and said, what's, what's this Coke straw? I said, I, I don't smoke, I don't, I don't even smoke, I don't drink. At that time I wasn't even drinking. But he planted something and then he started touching my private area. Touching it. Okay, so like, what do you problem. mean? What do you mean touching? 
and he sung me. <laughs> no. Yeah, you got sung. No way. No, but yeah, you know, so, you know, I understand. Was he it. like molesting you or was he trying yes, to be he aggressive? Was, no, he was molesting me. So Aww. what'd you do? Did you just sit there or did you? Did no. You... He just is weird. He's a weirdo. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, But you the know. thing is, Keith, there's three sides to every story. <laughs> There's only one side to that story. I know. <laughs> Do you think you'd be different now, like with everything having come to light? You know, with police brutality and everything that's gone on. You know, there, there, there's somebody that has to do the dirty work for you know the citizens of the countries, yeah. but people don't want to see that happen. Right. And you know, unfortunately, there have been situations where cops went overboard or, mm -hmm. or didn't do the right thing. It's a thankless job. I mean, you know. Uh, I know. I, I learned that because this is actually the first time I thanked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about while you're while we have you here? Well, why don't we talk about you? What are you talking about? Well, like how terrific you are. Oh, stop, get the <laughs> fuck out of here! You are first. a fool. No, that's well, okay. Like, this is what? not a segment. People should come see you with your comedy shows yeah. on the road. Thank you. Check your website for a city near you. Wow, that's great. Buy your book. Oh my god, have you guys see met my movies? new publicist? Guys, how do you feel like the episode went? I think I contributed a lot. Oh, we're already celebrating you? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Are you going to get a spinoff called One yeah. Kenny? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Club Soda Kenny Hour. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, I learned that you're scared of bees, and I am so delighted to find that out. It's so easy so to get your hands done. on one bee. Yeah. It's just, that's a quick errand. <laughs> one bee? <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. See you next time. Thank you. Stay strong. Talk soon. Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tella and Robin Hawkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode. Yay!